Welcome to the Bright Side Home Theater. No sounders here. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, happy Thanksgiving again. Thank you, Rob. Uh, last minute, oh. Rob brings us in. If you listen to the audio only one right in the room, I'm going to go around the room. There's myself, John, at John Zirconi on Twitter, my buddy hey. and co-host. Uh, we have Andrew from AG, AG, A, AV Gadgets. He's That's at the top hard. of the it's a screen. Hard one. Yeah, I can That's, see that. Yeah. All right. We're going to go down to the middle because he couldn't wait his turn. Let Andrew say hi. Andrew, why don't you say hi, buddy? Hey, everybody. There we go. Tom, you'll get your turn. Lee Overstreet <laughs> on the bottom left corner at Tesla Lusa on, on Twitter. Most of the socials, yeah. There you go. Uh, next to him in the middle square, we have Tom. If you don't know who he is, what are you listening to this show for? Host of AV Ranch. And then the bottom right corner, we have my buddy Rob H. AV Ramp podcast co-host. Rob, get rid of co-host. Get it's rid true. Of the co. Get You're rid of co-hosts. Co. I know. Tom and I. You're a host. Uh, but yes, so Rob, thank you very much for putting this together, for grabbing us all together. Because for sure. Notice yeah. he called me his co-host when he introduced me, though. No, yeah. Because so, no, right. I'm a co-host. There's a, there's a hierarchy. Rob, yeah, yeah, Rob I knows. See. Yeah. Hey, well, you, you can so, do it. It's like, <laughs> Tom does have tenure. He's been here the longest out of any of us as far as podcasting yes, goes. True. But yeah, yeah. I ha- have to say welcome back, everybody. It is our, our, our annual happy that it has continued to be annual. Annual Thanksgiving podcast crossover event. This year, we are calling it Thankful Across the Podcast Verse. Because I'm just not that clever this year. I'm like, there was one really <laughs> obvious multiverse title to use. So, you know, not gonna, not gonna ignore it. That's what we're gonna take. Yeah, but, last uh, year's was really good. We kind of fell into that one, the everything, that, everywhere, that all worked. at once. We're yeah. gonna have to see what comes out next year. There's gonna be something. I don't think like, uh, the, the third Spider-Verse movie is gonna make it next year anymore. I think they have to, had to delay that thing into 2025. So fingers crossed there'll be another multiverse. But, uh, yeah. Missing the HT guys once again this year. It just doesn't work out as far as schedules and all that go. That's how it happens sometimes. And, you know, it's like get into what we're a third of the way through November already as we're recording this. Tried to get it in the can ahead of time, but that's just how it goes. So our best wishes to RN Braden over there, but we're happy to welcome in here. Uh, we, we, we're happy to welcome Andrew in last year, and he's here again with us from uh, AV Gadgets. And then, John, your co-host over there at Brightside Home Theater Podcast, haven't talked to you on AV Rant before. So to our audience, there's a chance you're new. We have a lot of listeners who cross over between our two podcasts, but we can't count on a certainty that it's literally right. everybody. <laughs> so, John, for our AV Rant listeners, why don't you introduce yourself a little? And then, as is tradition for every new guest on AV Rant, we have to know what gear is in your home theater. It is an absolute must it's a must all right well like you said um glad to be here my name is john um i started um with dj as co-host of the bright side uh chat podcast um and then moved over here with him uh, and steve to bright side home theater um so that's the extent of my podcasting uh credentials (laughs) works for us (laughs) but but yeah um as far as gear goes um so I don't have a traditional, uh, I don't have a dedicated home theater in my home at this mm-hmm. point. Um, I'm running everything out of my living room. And, uh, when you see some of the gear I have, um, you'll, 
you'll realize how much I appreciate my wife for letting me do this. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I run the, uh, a wall 3,500 ultra short throw projector paired with 123 inch, um, elite screens, uh, which is on the wall in my living room. As I said, um, I run, uh, for video source, I run the, or for, um, Movie source, I run the Panasonic UB820, mm-hmm. um, Blu-ray player. I have a Denon AVRX6500, uh, for my AVR, and that's paired with the Emotiva Base X A3 for my LCR speakers. Okay. Um, so yeah, I get a little bit of power in the, in there. Um, <laughs> you know, speakers, Tom's on board. He's just like, yeah, living room setup, gotta have that separate amp. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Um, for speakers, I run, uh, all clips set up. Um, so I have two 8000 F, um, even more speakers. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 504C center channel speaker and four R51M surround speakers. Um, those are also uh, paired with four Yamaha in ceiling Atmos speakers. Okay. Uh, two SVS PC 2000 subs. Nice. Along Along with one SVS SB12. Um, so I'm a little uneven at this point. I can't figure out where to fit a fourth sub in my living room <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Just um, more seating. Yeah. Yep. Um, more cylinders an- you can sit on them eventually. John's one of the few people that like we all talk about like open floor plans and trying mm-hmm. to you know, even out the base. John's got like an open neighborhood plan and he's trying to hit them all. (laughs) All The the neighbors on both sides know when I'm watching a movie. I've gone outside to test it and I know that for a fact. Um, So let's see. I do have a mini DSP um, running the subs that I did have uh, calibrated. Um, And that's about it. Uh, I run a Apple TV and um, Harmony Hub for my remote. There you go. Are yep. we all our harmony owners here? Did that happen? Well, yeah, I we still so. all got yeah. our harmonies going. Oh man, oh man, what are we gonna do when oh, that yeah. database eventually stops <laughs> working? Andrew, was, aren't you on the? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you using harmony again? I, I I have a harmony, but I also have the sofa baton running in parallel. So I'm yeah. doing like a long term test. Um, but my wife really likes the harmony, and my mm-hmm. kids really like the harmony. So it's it's just so simple for them to do because yeah, I have my harmony integrated into my Google Home. So they can just talk to the Google and turn everything on and they become so accustomed to that. It's hard to get them to switch over to just a, a basic remote. But, mm. you know, I use the the X1 all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, none of us are getting rid of those harmonies just yet. So, uh, yeah, look, before we get into our traditional what we're thankful for and everything, I mean, we haven't had this group together in a while. We got to catch up just a little bit. I want to come to DJ first because just how the heck are you? Have, have you like managed to get your, uh, sleep pattern back in, in check? Cause it wasn't that long ago you did a wild, I, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, it was like, uh, I don't know, two thirds of a month ago, but it did a, a wild, you know, entire 25 hour long marathon podcast. So I just, are you, are you okay? Hey, DJ, that's what we really need to know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you started to ask, like, when you just said, I want to go to DJ, I went, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, we just talked the other day. What do you mean? <laughs> but it's recording uh, like, time. I know, I know, I know. We must I'm pretend. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It okay. was uh, it was fun. And yes, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And uh, Lee, <laughs> how, how the heck yeah. are you? You've been you've been like shockingly quiet down there in that bottom corner as I'm looking at you on my screen. I, I have to remind myself. Remember, I have a radio background, so mm-hmm. I'm always like, let people talk, let people mm-hmm. talk, let people talk. 
Yes, so we're so formal around here. Well, I know, but yeah. I, I will just yammer on and on. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it's a little bit of a stress giving instead of Thanksgiving around here. My dad's still in the hospital and that's kind of, oh, that's a bit of a downer. He's not doing great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, other than that, I am quite thankful that I'm fine. My wife is fine. Everybody else around me. So there's a lot of bright points too. I mean, nothing's going terrible at my life. So, you know. Okay. You hang in there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Tom, it's a surprise that we're seeing you on video during this because uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, by by the time Thanksgiving actually rolls around, you'll be able to like be back in your theater full time. But uh, yeah, so, we're, we're happy to sure see you video sure, form. But there is, uh, yeah, so you're seeing me on a terrible camera at a terrible angle because I'm just kind of shoved up in the corner of my home theater. That's my bathroom door. But uh, I do get a little piece of artwork there. Andrew's wife painted that. So, uh yeah, that's uh, that's a beautiful. That's a, that's a nice little, nice little. I put it up a little bit so you can see that. Like, yeah, for uh, anyone who, in who, person who, than that's, who might that, that's not know. <laughs> for, I, yes, my house was slightly yeah. flooded during the last hurricane that rolled through Florida, and mm-hmm. like there's like two and a half feet of drywall cut out of this room from like uh, about half the room, and everything's shoved into a corner. So. As far as I know, on Friday, we're signing the last of the paperwork, and then we have to wait maybe for permits. I don't know why we would need permits just to put things back the way they were, but there might be some permits re- required, and then they should get – we've got, already made all the decisions and paid all the money, so we're just waiting for them to start. So hopefully by Thanksgiving, I'll have a home theater again. Yes, indeed. Fingers nice. crossed. And Wasn't that uh, Andrew- goal last year, Rob? Yeah, the yeah. Same way. You yes. were trying yeah. to be- we can commiserate. Year, right? Yeah, mine wasn't a yeah. natural disaster. Mine was a, a man-made caused disaster with a uh, a right. drain pipe that got burst. But yeah, we can commiserate uh, s- similar situations getting kicked out of our theaters due to water being where it should not be. No. Uh, water's very, very useful and necessary, but not inside of a home theater on the furniture and the floor. Uh, yeah. But uh, Andrew, just round us out here. How the heck are you? And uh, yeah, hopefully you've got something you can be thankful for this year as well. Well, I, I'm thankful that all of the stuff that befell Canada and my particular province missed me. Um, we had wildfires in the spring, which took out, you know, a number of houses, um, in the surrounding area. And then we had torrential rain, uh, unprecedented rainfall for our area. And we had flooding. Um, uh, again, luckily it all missed me. And then uh, I finally decided this year to go out and buy a generator because I'm tired of hurricanes knocking out my power. And mm. the one tropical storm that we had completely missed us. Um, so I, I tell everybody to be thankful because I bought a generator. So therefore, there was no need for the power to go out because I was finally prepared <laughs> for it. <laughs> hey, that's that's not a bad uh, trade off to make. I'd take that any day. <laughs> yeah. Expensive insurance. No, <laughs> it'll never get used. <laughs> so I guess I should just say, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm quite thankful that uh, I think everything with my family and that has has held quite steady this year. Um, got you know aunts who are elderly now and need a little bit of extra care. Everybody's settled in, gotten into a routine and all that. So very thankful for that. You know, just having that sort of stability is a is a big big deal. Uh, it is. So so that's yeah. that's really nice. So. 
glad. I mean, most of all, we're glad we can all get together here. We're always thankful mm. for that. Uh, you know, kind of tremendous with everything that's going on. We're able to carve out a little bit of time and have some fun, talk about home theater in a crossover type of way. So why don't we dig right on into that? We're going to start up with, uh, separating out, uh, you know, over at, uh, AV Gadgets, Andrew and Tom, they're doing quite a few, uh, product reviews and, uh, taking care of the hardware side of things. I mean, they take care of every aspect of home theater writing over there, but we do have the hardware side of things as a, as a particular forte. So we're going to start with the hardware we're thankful for, not necessarily something that we own, uh, or even necessarily intend on buying ourselves, but just what happened this year in hardware that we're thankful to have seen in the uh, home theater space there. So, so Andrew, I'll start with you. What, what's on your list that you're thankful for hardware wise? Well, one of the things I'm really thankful for is the NVIDIA Shield and the fact that it keeps getting updates year after year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the original two, the 2015, 2017, they're still receiving updates from NVIDIA. Um, still the king of the streaming box as far as being able to hold, you know, handle any codec that you throw it at uh, or throw at it. Uh, it's still the best. I, I'm arguably, I'm going to say it's the, the best Plex uh, client that you can get out there. Uh, for pass through, for Atmos, for DTSX. And the fact that, you know, you have, you know, and I'm not going to slay them Apple, but Apple will only support their boxes <laughs> for so long before they say they're obsolete. Um, and they get so slow that they sort of go to the wayside. <laughs> and you have a company that, you know, people are clamoring. If you read any of the forums, people are saying, when's the next NVIDIA coming out? And they're willing to throw down the $250 Canadian, probably what, $200 American for that thing without question. Um, and I'm one of them. If, as soon as it comes out, I'll be mm. buying it. Um, so I'm thankful that you have companies that are still willing to support their hardware um, for such a long period of time, especially for home theater nerds, because that's an integral part of a lot of people's setups when they get into Atmos and, and object-based surround, because mm-hmm. it's the only one that does it really, really well comparatively you know, to the rest of the boxes. Yeah, for Plex, I might say inarguably the best choice because I'm like, you go down the list of all the other major streamers out there and there's like, yeah, there's there's something that it doesn't check the box. So I'm yeah. in total agreement there. You've got and another thing on your list there, though, Andrew. I so, do. And, yeah, and yeah. so I've, I've recently gotten a uh, PB1000 Pro um, mm-hmm. from SVS and I had a PB1000 and uh, I decided I wanted to upgrade because it's got an app and 12 inch woofer um, and you know, it's funny, Tom and I talked about this when I did another review about how the app is a, a quality of life thing. It's not necessary and, you know, you can do without it, but having it is a lot of fun. And I am a tinkerer. So having an app that I can sit on my my sofa and raise my gain and play stuff, because when you do Rob's 12-step subwoofer guide, you got to do a lot of tinkering. <laughs> See, Lee still has nightmares yes, about it. It is. I still get a facial tick thinking about the 12 step. PTSD. How difficult that was and how I'm, in the end, all I needed was tiny adjustments from the uh, receiver. And I, I could have just not done all that. It's good to know. You know, it's kind of like you want to know how to build a fire just in case. Well, you don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and say, did I miss something? Right. Could I could I just gain a little bit more from my subwoofer because I, you know, skip step number six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's, it's an experience. I want to ask Rob publicly when you uh, wrote that. Yes. Was that more like, did you just want to tell people how to do those 12 steps or was that more of a sales pitch to buy two and place them properly and you don't have to do any of this? 
Oh, it was no sales pitch. Because I mean, we, you guys say that all the time, and I'm like, that's why I bought two way back when. As I'm like, because you, because we used to do all yep. that stuff, and I'm like, it's just so much. It's and that's worth to me. That's worth the money right there. And it's like, oh yeah, but oh yeah. No, if the, you've the, never the, done the, the twelve steps. Everybody should at least once. I right? will never do the twelve steps. There yeah, is no don't. world. You've in done which crawl, I do those though, steps. Tom. Right? I mean. Not really, no. <laughs> you come on, do we all did it. It was like I, 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 there was very little point, and I've had when you have two or three locations in your theater, you just mm. slap it down there and go, okay, well, let's try the other one. Uh, yes. I've never had a subwoofer that was one of the so big that you needed a dolly to move it, though. <laughs> yeah, to, to to answer the question that DJ asked, uh, yeah, I do have uh, Rob's twelve step guide to dual subwoofer setup or setting up dual subwoofers, which uh, you know actually has a fairly decent SEO. You can find that if you just search for exactly that title. Uh, but yeah, the, the reason the reason it came up, I mean, you know, Tom and I were were answering very similar questions about dual subwoofer setup on AV Rank over quite frequently, and over and over and over. And honestly, we still do to this day, and we don't mind it. Whatsoever, yeah. um, you know that's that's part of what we do over there. Is if somebody wants to ask it or it just needs it to be explained again in a slightly different way, we're happy to do that. We never wanted to be the ones to say, you know, "Read the history, read the notes." Right. Yeah, that's never never what we're going to do. But it was just a matter of. Um, like it was simply, what do you do if you aren't measuring it? Like you don't have a measurement microphone and you're not going to look at graphs. What do you do if you can't set up your room optimally or your room is not an enclosed rectangle and that covers a whole lot of people? And I was just like, yeah. well, th- this is the method. And, and I, I, I just wanted to organize it in something that seemed like... I know it's a little bit daunting, but at the same time, somewhat approachable and understandable. So just break it mm. down to a step-by-step process. And honestly, the thing to stress there, if you're coming to it new, you you might only need the first four steps. It is clearly right. delineated that you very well might be able to stop at step four. Lee could have, well, but he didn't because he's thorough. Well, just I was thorough. And also I had these nice SVS subwoofers yes. to review and mm-hmm. to talk about and experience. And so I wanted to be accurate. But yeah, I was... uh I, it was like a cruel joke because I was, <laughs> I was lucky that my room right. and where I decided to place the subwoofers based on what we had been talking about, what you guys have been talking about, I put them in what was most likely the best position. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was really good. <laughs> and so all the steps, I felt like I was being gaslighted by the 12 steps. Like now you'll hear this difference. No, I didn't mm-hmm. hear any difference when I changed that. So it's because I got lucky and exactly where I put the subwoofers is where they are to this day. I didn't oh, know. We can so call good. it luckily when you put it in the place where we told you it would probably be the best place to put it. Yeah. That's not what we call luck. <laughs> that's called, we know what the heck we're talking about. That's and true, you but just there's have a not lot of person that wrote the manual told you where to put them in the first place. And you're like, lucky it worked. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of variables, right? There, there, <laughs> our room is not perfect. There's right. a whole <laughs> foyer on one side and it, we don't have perfect room treatments. And so things could have gotten weird. I didn't have any base traps, but I was just surprised at how well it went. So just, yeah, just imagine just if before. it just imagine if it were a measurement guide and you were looking at the graphs and you could see the squiggles that you can't hear. Yeah, imagine right, what Lee right. might have done in that situation. I but wonder, yes, let's, that would have been interesting. Yeah, somebody send them a measurement mic so we could watch them absolutely melt down for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, we can get in touch really with her about that. Really tweak the OCD. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go over to John. John, what are you thankful for hardware-wise in your home theater? Or not necessarily in your home theater, just out in the home theater world hardware-wise this year. Well, it, it is actually in my theater. I'm going to okay. shout out my my projector and AWOL, um, the company that uh, 
obviously produced it. Uh, what a so choice I was a of kick- name. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so I was a, a Kickstarter backer for this. So mm-hmm. I, I got this early on and I was one of the first people to have this. Uh, this thing came to market about 18 months ago. Um, and similar to what Andrew was talking about with NVIDIA in like continued product support, like I just have to shout out AWOL for continuing to improve their product after release. Um, yeah, there's been three major firmware updates to that projector since it's come to market. Mm. Uh, two of them this year, pretty significant. So uh, they added 3D support at the end of last year, which was a big update. Mm. Um, this year they rolled out an enhanced black level feature, which was also very significant. Um, and then we just got Dolby Vision about mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. Um, so I mean, above and beyond um, what we thought we were getting <laughs> when we bought it. Yeah, those aren't just um, like little minor tweaks to the firmware. Yeah, That's some pretty yeah. significant feature Major. updates coming yeah. that way. I feel now, like you could just put now, out a an couple update of that them. says 3D on it and not actually do anything, and nobody will be able to test it anyways, and that'll be the end of <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <so. laughs> I've watched two movies in 3D. I did buy glasses, and I have a couple of movies. Um, well, you know, it's fine. It's not my thing, though. So that was an update that exactly. came and went, and I wasn't super... Th- I mean, I wasn't upset, but I wasn't really thankful for it. Um, <laughs> but the enhanced black level and the Dolby Vision have been very nice upgrades. Hmm. Uh, now, again, Dolby Vision was promised at launch. And so you can argue it took them a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. But but it did come. And um, But the enhanced black level, that came out of nowhere. I mean, they, that wasn't promised to anybody. Um, it was just something they, they developed. And uh, I, I think it's great. And, um, you know, I don't know what they're going to continue to do, but um yeah mm-hmm. it's been really as good. long as you can be faster than yamaha on delivering on a promised feature you're 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 winning right. the race there that's, <laughs> that's a very slow yeah. race that's a very yeah. low bar to clear yeah. well again 18 months for Dolby, 18 months was a long time to wait uh for certification 18 months yeah. that's light but, speed in yamaha time yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I you guess did a lot of research to, too john right like before you I even did like, i actually had getting into I, that idea i was a backer for the vava chroma chroma um first and um you know that's the one i was going to go with and then i stumbled upon the a wall and luckily was able the only way i was able to get out of the the vava chroma is that they didn't meet, they didn't meet their dates for release. I mean, they were super late. Nobody on Kickstarter ever does. <laughs> they didn't, but it was enough. It was enough that I was able to get a refund for that before they uh. shipped it. And I was able to put the money towards the AWOL. And actually the thing that swung it for me was the promise of the Dolby Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cause it was a little bit higher price point, but, um, you know, it looked like a better machine. And so, um, that's what I ended up with. I'm glad they eventually but, did come through. That is good. Yeah, they did. Mm. So let's swing on over to DJ up there. Uh, if we're watching the video version up in the top left corner. Uh, yeah, what's what's going on hardware-wise that you're thankful for this year, DJ? Um, I'm going to go with uh, my SVS speakers. Upgrading okay. this year and switching over to SVS um, mm. was a lot Would more. Would you switch if, from? My NHTs. Yeah. I had the C series and then no I slouch. Had, no slouch. No. And that, Rob, that's what, that's what shocked me is mm-hmm. that, you know, from my understanding ahead of time and what I knew was like NHT is a, a really good speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically the sales pitch that you hear or everything you hear about SVS is what I heard about NHT back in the nineties. 
And whenever I said, like anybody would tell me, including you guys, right? Mm -hmm. And be like, "Mm, I wrote into you guys before I had a podcast. And I said, (laughs) I'm thinking of getting an upgrade here. And one of them was, well, you're starting off with NHT. So mm, it's going to be hard. You're looking for something neutral. It's going to be hard to do anything in that price range. And then I think, I think Tom, you said RBH. And it was like, it was a a significant price difference, but that's where you're going to hear the difference, right? So with that mindset, I've, I've had my NHTs for, I've been into the NHT universe for 20 something years Mm. and getting the SVSs. I knew I'm going to the new theater and the new house. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to try this new thing. And well, I, I, I bought the front stage and they were sitting outside my theater and one of my speakers, my, my NHT speakers, kind of crapped out it, ah. it, it, it tore so i had to do a switch really quickly and i didn't want to i was going to do a comparison <laughs> with everything and do it sure. all right right and have fun and hear the differences well i had to do the switch because i got a podcast to do boys you know you got, <laughs> got, got content to make yep. and um so i did the switch and just the front stage alone I was like, I was blown away at the difference. I mean, difference. that should be the most significant, to be fair, because if all you did was yeah, swap out your was, backs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, okay. Now, to be fair, I also, I already had two PB2000s, and I've mm-hmm. had those for years in my room, centered front and rear appropriately, just so Tom doesn't get mad at me. Um, not stacked in the corner. I don't care if you have bad sound. It's, it's completely <laughs> up to you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just front, just changing out the front stage to, I went to SVS Ultra's bookshelves and, mm-hmm. uh, Ultra Center and went to my, uh, Andrew, my boy over there on the other end of the line here, other way, uh, went to Star Wars, New Hope and, uh, you know, John in the middle with all this Star Wars gear there, but went to Star Wars A New Hope as my first demo and the horns, the drums, mm. everything, the higher frequencies were just, they were just hit the details that I was hearing mm. in this, you know, 1977 remastered multiple, multiple times to make people angry uh, <laughs> track was awesome, right? And then I go, I start going through my other stuff, my, my Terminator stuff that I do and then I go into modern stuff like Maverick and I'm seeing and this is stuff I've heard over and over at that point and I was I couldn't do an AB but it, how much brighter and I hate to say that because I know SVS is a, a more neutral sounding speaker but it was just the clarity that I was getting out of these and then it's that effect I've never gone in this direction where I've added subs to my room before where everything seems to get clearer because you're taking the weight away from those speakers. Mm-hmm. My bass sounded better because I, and the other reason is, um, the, the SVS ultras are rear ported. So mm-hmm. I had a concern there because mine are kind of in a cabinet. And so I called SVS. And I went through the helpline, help desk, you know, the service, and they were like, oh, you shouldn't have a problem. I described my cabinets and everything. I have sound mm-hmm. treatments in the cabinets, and they're fairly large. And he goes, look, most people are putting these things into entertainment centers, or they're putting them right up against the wall. Yep. You're going to be fine. And I also suggested what my idea was. I'm like, I have crossed these things over now at 100 hertz so mm-hmm. that I wouldn't, uh, to help with any bloating that you might get out of that rear. And he goes, 
you might not even have to do that. Try it, whatever. So I crossed over at 100, never looked back. It's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Then I added, because I was so blown away, I was like, I got to finish the room off. And I added <laughs> the, the rest of the room. And it, it the clarity you got and the separate, like, it brought the room to another level. Even your wife knows from the kitchen, right? No. Oh, no. It's all same to her. She's like, the floor's vibrating, crap's moving. Sorry. Um, yeah, we have that. That's a, yeah. I did not design the room appropriately for soundproofing back in 2001. <laughs> uh, I don't think they even had like the, all the soundproofing stuff that we can use today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I can think, and now that you guys are sitting here, meaning Tom, Rob, and Lee, uh, and Andrew, for all, I got all AV rant sitting right here. Uh huh. Um, the only thing I can think is SVS is probably still considered a neutral speaker, but they're just hitting those frequencies a little bit better. And is it possible that at 53 years, no, not Rob, at 53 years old, this is what those NHC sounded like when I was 25. And it's my hearing that might have degraded, but the, the SVSs are just hitting it. They're, they're, they're allowing me to hear those frequencies. I mean, you went to the ultras, which are a pretty pricey speaker, you know, and, and the, you know, they mm-hmm. might have a more extension, you know, better transient response. I mean, could, you could be hearing some things. There's a, you know, there could be some significant different differences between them. I mean, there's also going to be the psychological aspect of just, trying out something new and really listening more than you were yes. really listening before right. that happens a lot so and doing the setup that AB, factor can never overlook yeah. the, the the positioning factor because i mean yeah, there's, there's guaranteed to be some subtle right. change to that because not only that but then different. you re- rerun odyssey odyssey is going to be a little bit different on you know there's mm-hmm. or whatever your room oh should i have rerun odyssey and download it <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if DJ going from NHT speakers to SVS speakers and you're noticing uh, a difference that you consider that worthwhile, we better not introduce you to like, I don't know, Revel Performa BEs know, or right? like Jesus. Focal, you know, upper end Focals <laughs> or like uh, Ascends LX speakers. It's going to drive you mad. No, it won't. It won't. Um, I am going Please. to, I, my, my idea was to demo and I still, one of them was Focal and Cap. Mm. I was going to yep, same yeah. price range. All right. Yeah, and I yeah. want to demo and I am going to do that. I'll bring mm. them in. And I, I've, I even bought all the gear to do like the AB quickly <laughs> with the speakers. Mm. And so I want to be able to push a button, switch from one speaker mm-hmm. to the next and then set my scenes up. So I, I have that all set up and I do mm-hmm. still want to do that. And a listener actually had a, uh, a good idea. Uh, I think it was Johnny speakers, if I remember right. And he's like, See if you can demo a pair for your front stage that's like mm-hmm. $2,000 a speaker, but it's supposed to be neutral mm-hmm. and see what you hear. Like, how different is that? Even though you're not going to keep it because I would never, I can't afford that. Right. But just <laughs> to maybe learn the difference. And I would, my guess is it would be like a, like a literal, like that's where we're getting into diminishing returns. And yeah. I've had people in my room that have, that heard the NHTs and some people that haven't heard them, but, and come in and go, well, you're done. What are you demoing anything sure. for? This is amazing. Right. And I'm like, well, I, <laughs> I do like the toy. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, ex- 
I, I, I don't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. I well, think don't, this, don't, this don't NHT expect thing it. Don't, was a big deal. Don't yeah. set yourself up to be like, this is what it's going to be, because uh, it's right. very easy to make yourself hear it if that's the case, even unconsciously, right? Even if it's not Well, if you're intent, doing so. the AB the way I have it and you're doing blind testing, which is that's what I want to do, that's what I want to be able to go, which one did I prefer, you know, and it's, <laughs> you know, or and be able to justify that. And hey, if I preferred the one that's too grand, Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm still going to, I can't afford that, but at least now I know what the difference is, you know? Uh, yeah, you can be like, Let's me. bring in some sense. this conversation in- though, when he does the, after he does the test and then he comes and tells us how he. I can't justify it, Tom. Anything else? <laughs> yeah. Come at me. I can justify it. I couldn't justify Listen, it. Grand- I, I know a lot of people who own a lot of bikes who can't justify owning another one. And, That's somehow, right. yeah. Yeah. and we've talked <laughs> about that and they're crazy. They are <laughs> crazy. Well, um, let's make our way over yeah. to uh, to Lee now here. Lee, what hey. uh, what are you thankful for hardware-wise in the year 2023? Well, still thankful for what's in the home theater. Uh, the OLED is the greatest invention since the plasma, of course, and I still love it. And I still really love those SVS subwoofers, the SB2000 Pros. They're amazing. But I haven't bought much new lately. I've been pondering, but haven't bought any major thing new. But and I was teased last year about enjoying my dinky little speakers in the kitchen. And this year, the piece of hardware I bought that I love, it's a boom box that's sitting on the back of a toilet in there right now. <laughs> and let me tell you why I like it. It's a Sony big honking XG 500, I think is the model number. And it's like a classic boom box handle mm-hmm. on top format, right? But it's the modern version of a boom box that, uh, my wife bought in 1993 that was also a Sony, almost the same size and weight, but no cassette player and no CD player. It's just a Bluetooth speaker, right? Actually, it has inputs on the back for microphones and for auxiliary. You can plug a lot of stuff into it. Uh, but I just hey, love it chick. because... Yeah, right. (laughs) And I love it when you buy a thing that you didn't realize you wanted and it works like it's supposed to and it sounds good. So the reason it's sitting on the back of the toilet is because that's my getting ready music. And it is such overkill. Getting ready to do what? Where is it, it going, music? Who invited him to this podcast? Let me Look just, at this. Let, this can takes we, work, can we rescind the invitation here? Do you here? think I don't my know. hair does this right when I get up? Actually, it does. <laughs> it should by now. It, it knows what to do. I just have That's my fingers right. stick straight up. <laughs> you know, it's such overkill. I've had so much fun because by the time you're taking a shower in the tile shower stall, it's like a base enhancement chamber and it's just like rattling my head and it's kind of fun honest to god and i use it also when i do things like outside where i want some music if i'm raking leaves or washing the car and i don't know man i'm just so happy to have that little thing and it just does what i wanted to and uh is that weird to enjoy a new boom box I, i've had a great time oh and the it's battery the last three stories i've told about you involve bathrooms i don't understand how <laughs> that keeps coming up that's right tom tried to blame just, my wife on his plumbing <laughs> problems well, and that was what? great. Correlation does not equal causation, wife? but there was a lot of correlation there. No, nah, she's so little. She can't destroy things. And uh, I went in there before she did, by the way. So I, keep that in mind. I was so. just going to call Tom. if I didn't know if he had his phone and just be like, is he seriously talking about the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. But, uh, so the battery on this uh, boom box is amazing. Uh, I've had it for months and months and I've charged it twice. Okay. 
Like they, that's, that is pretty overkill, impressive. Overkill yeah. on the battery. Uh, it's not the greatest sounding thing in the world. It kind of has that sort of like beats by Dre too much no. bass sound to it nice. because you can't buy a Bluetooth speaker that doesn't sound like that unless you're that's buying like true. higher end <laughs> room <laughs> treatments. You have not read my reviews of Bluetooth speakers then, because I, I definitely reviewed them that don't have a loaded bass. In a, in a uh, boombox format with a handle I can carry to the beach? I, I don't, I don't care. That what I can do get wet that. outside? <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't know. care. I'm telling at you. At this point, at this point, it's just gonna end up in the bathroom anyways. I mean, who knows? <laughs> the question Tom, is, can you? Can you hold it talk. nicely with two hands above oh, your head? Yeah, that's, that's your best And I say could, anything? Yeah, <laughs> I could do the say anything trick and hold it and, and play in your eyes. It is exactly that size. See? All it's right, yeah, because doing that with a Sonos yeah. move just doesn't have the same impact. No, that's the, not cool. But this thing is right right there. Yeah, yeah, this is the right format. And I'm telling you, it's just fun to have a thing that did what you want and it just works and I never have to charge it hardly. It's just great. It's, it's good fun. It replaced a classic boombox. So there right. you go. Nice. Well, Tom, so. what are you thankful for hardware wise this year? Well, and is it in that, your bathroom? It, it is not. Thank <laughs> God. Um, it's a little too big for that, but, uh, I, I will, as we were talking, uh, one of the things that came to mind and I don't, almost don't want to say it cause I feel like saying it will make it stop happening. Mm. But the fact that, the harmonies are still working yes. <laughs> is, is actually something I am thankful for. And I'm looking over at my harmony, which has been unplugged for like two months now and it's dead as a doornail, I'm sure. And I'm just wondering if it's going to charge again mm. ever. You know what I mean? I've got that kind of, that kind of dread existential dread that happens when you let your electronics die for too long. You can still find uh, the replacement batteries for them. So there's, there's a, there's yeah. a, there's a good chance. So, this year for me has been, uh, there's been a lot of technology like that has come out or that is coming out, uh, or being developed that has got me excited. And they're not necessarily, you know, related to home theater specifically. Uh, you know, like the James Webb telescope and all the stuff we're learning there, that sort of thing. That, that sort of science always very much interests me. Oh, yeah. But the thing that we talked about recently on the podcast was the, the MEMS, uh, yeah. which is, a you know, they're using it to, to do cooling and amplifiers. They're using it to maybe become, uh, transducers in, uh, in, in headphones, <laughs> you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's nice that for like the first time in them, what seems to me to be a very many years, we're talking about new types of drivers in yeah. headphones. Uh, and just, just to clarify new- for anyone who might not know, MEM stands for micro electromechanical systems. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, instead of having magnets that are used with something that's electrified to make it vibrate, these are just, uh, built like silicon chips and vibrate directly when a, a current is applied to them. So they're a solid state device. There's no spinning things. There's no like hinges or anything like that. It's kind of like the way a quartz crystal uh vibrates when an electrical yeah. current is applied so it's a, a solid state device no no uh, magnets and uh, an advancement there being able to utilize yeah those. you can go to the av ramp podcast and i think we talked about it at the end of october yeah. beginning of november so uh it's in the show notes and you can mm-hmm. we, we address that but seeing that sort of new technology come uh come out uh and knowing that they're still coming up with new ways of producing sound and new ways of uh 
you know, discovering things for science. Quantum computing seems to be, I mean, like a year ago, they're like, I don't know, maybe 20 years. And this year they're like, <laughs> yeah, we kind of did it. Five years away. I mean, it's not, we're not done doing it, but you know, we kind of did it a little bit and that's like way more than we expected. So to see the kind of technological advances we've seen the, this last year, uh, to me, has been very exciting. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm thankful for. All right. Well, yes. I will round out this section. Uh, nobody else mentioned it. So I'm going to say not that I own one, not that I necessarily intend to purchase one because I really don't have the physical space to do so. But we saw several 98 and 100 inch flat panels this year that I, I obviously not cheap, but $4,000, $5,000 for a 98 or 100 inch. And these aren't like raggedy you know bottom of the barrel as cheap as you could possibly make an lcd tv like these are at least high mid to high end nearly flagship type of performance but at that screen size uh you know these commonly those were fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollars like a couple of years ago seeing those come down to like you can just go buy one for like four thousand dollars that is uh that means there's a real question if you need like a hundred inch screen size like do you do you go with a projector or you do spend like four or five thousand dollars for a flat panel night in most situations i'm gonna go flat panel uh when that's the case so i'm thankful to see that uh, price come down that's a huge advancement in my opinion and the other one is over in oled land uh you know lg brought out that g3 series this year with the micro lens array uh panasonic is using it in some of their models too and like that was a surprise to me. Uh, you know, that, that was at CES beginning of this year. They're like, here are these televisions. They've got this new micro lens array that, you know, basically all the light that was getting wasted, you know, re- reflecting off the inside of the glass and co- going back into the panel that was generating it and scattering that light. All of that was wasted before. Now they can focus that light to come out of the screen. L- uh, OLEDs are easily going over a thousand nit peaks now, which means they ba- basically don't have to tone map most of the HDR content that's out there anymore the whole fear of oh you get an OLED you might not even get 1000 nit peaks it's like that's that's just settled that's done and dusted you know really easily reaching that now and then on top of it I was like okay if you're putting little lenses in front of the OLED panels then doesn't that mean you're going to like reduce the viewing angles but it was the reverse it made the viewing angles even better if that was possible on an OLED which were already really good so I was like there was no downside it also meant when you're watching standard dynamic range you could do so at the same light level but using less power so I mean there's like it was just all positives, and even though it was only in the flagship series from LG, like, guaranteed that's coming to their most popular C-series, I I think, in 2024 is my guess. I have no knowledge of this. I, that, uh, my speculation is it will. If not, then definitely by 2025. And, you know, Samsung is going to add it to their Quantum Dot OLEDs without question. I can't see how they wouldn't at this point. It's just so tremendously successful. So, yeah, you know, I had no inkling that that was even coming there were no hints in 2022 that that was even a thing on the horizon that was going to happen and and here it is in a product you can buy and i think that was pretty tremendous so gigantic tvs are defying everything like like inflation is not applying to gigantic tvs you're right i don't i don't understand i i made the mistake (laughs) of looking at uh the next size up from our oled just out of Mm -hmm. curiosity and i was like that's it that's all it costs um but what should we maybe? No, it's not out of the, the question, is it? Inch. I looked <laughs> yeah. at the 77 yeah. and the, the, the B 
level sure. classification was like 18 or $1,900. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hang on a second. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And you get a $400 TV covers half a wall. If you absolutely. Uh, yeah. If, home if theater just, really fun. is yeah. home theater really is. I don't want to say it's inflation proof, but it's it. The tech comes back down to us. Right. Yeah. So it's like, we'll see it really expensive. And like everything Rob's talking about, like he said, it's like even a few years ago it was fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, but a few yeah. years before that was fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. And and you or were like, Oh exist. yeah. Exactly. Or it didn't exist. And then it it eventually it comes down to us. So it's like it seems like it's inflation proof, but it's not. It's just new tech is is outclassing it. So that we rate. get the benefit of that. Yeah, right. that rate of coming down is increasing. Like it, it, it stuff will come out Seems at three thousand dollars, and it's like well, the next year it's fifteen hundred. Yeah. Like how? <laughs> it's just in the big they're TV. Out, yeah, they're out of ideas though. It okay. used to be like you know what I mean. No, no, seriously. Like it used to be like we had we had SD ten eighty p, then four mm. k. Now we're at four k. They tried eight k on us. Really not working. So it's like, yeah, they seem like, to be pulling back on that. You know do? what? I'm kind of thankful for that too. I'm kind of right. thankful they aren't mm-hmm. actually just going full steam with 8K no matter what the market says. There right. is some response to the market. They're like, you know what? 8K just really isn't selling. <laughs> but that is yeah. the market. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like what the market said was we don't want this. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm glad they actually it. like, they're actually listing right. and responding to oh, that. They upgraded from 1080p to 4K. I went, uh, that looks the same. That looks the same. Yeah. Close. We should all be thankful for HDMI CC because without HDMI CC, what would we have to talk about? Like, yeah, what, what would our podcast would be about in home theater? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Well, let's keep this rolling right along here. And, uh, you know, we, we have the, uh, representation. We don't have all the hosts from Brightside Home Theater Podcast because we just ran out of space on this little video chat of ours. But, uh, that pretty much is the only reason we would have been happy to have Steve here along with us. But, Brightside Home Theater, all about the sights, the sound, the scenes. We have to talk about uh, what we're thankful for content-wise. And uh, yeah, this is oh. this is stuff that, you know, we've experienced this year. It didn't necessarily come out this year, but uh, something that we're thankful for. On the, do we call it software side, content side, whatever it is. Stuff we were watching and enjoyed. The experience side. There you, you go, said it, the buddy. experience side. Yeah. There you go. So why don't we come on back to Andrew? Haven't heard your voice in a while, Andrew. So what are you thankful for uh, experience-wise? So I'm actually going to go with a video game. Mm. Um, and I don't play a ton of video games, but every once in a while I'll pick one up. Um, and I started playing Forza Horizon 5 um, because I've got the game pass and it's free. Um, and I've got a, a wheel and whatnot. And uh, so I sat down, I started playing that. And it is one of the most immersive surround games I've ever played. The Atmos, the surround, the way whoever whoever did the sound engineering this really... I don't know if they put microphones in cars to get it that accurate, but you know, it, it's as accurate as you can hear the rain hitting your, your roof in mm-hmm. when you're, when you're racing in the rain. Um, and as you switch your views and you go outside of the car, they actually change the pitch of the car and the sounds of the car. So mm-hmm. it's as if you're in the third person view. Um, and it's just, it's really a cool experience. And, you know, my, my adult kids have moved back home. So we've been playing, you know, games together and that's a fun thing to do is to get together on a Saturday night and play this. And they were amazed, mm. um, because I mean, they've, they've been around my home theater a while. Um, but with the new subs and whatnot, um, it was 
quite the experience um, to play that. So I was really impressed with that. And, you know, it, it made one of my lists. I, I just updated a list on uh, some of my favorite content for 2023. So it's going to make one of my, my content lists for that because it really is a standout game um, for just how well it's engineered. Well, and yeah, the other thanks piece, to it yeah. being like dynamic and controllable, it's not like mm-hmm. somebody just, it's a static thing that was, you know, put on a disc and you just play it back. It's like you can choose to alter the sound at any time yourself. And that really oh, shows off what your system can do. Yep. And I mean, you can tell, you know, you can say that, you know, you're in a home theater and, you know, the type of speakers you have. So it really tailors it that way. Mm-hmm. So it, it, like I said, it's just a really great experience. And, you know, I know DJ is going to agree with me on this one, but. Maverick still tends to be a standout in my home theater. It's probably my favorite demo piece right now, uh, mainly because it's such an awesome movie. Uh, I'm, you know, was a huge Top Gun fan back in the '80s, and I'm a huge Maverick fan. And I think that's one of my. It's that's going to be one of my favorite test pieces, especially for Atmos, because you can't get much better than jets roaring around you, um, <laughs> you know, and shooting stuff down. <laughs> it is certainly classic home theater demo yeah. material. There's no question about oh, that. Two fifteen. I mean, you just that scene alone. It's just yeah. your side surrounds gives that a workout. When he does a couple rolls, it goes over your head. I mean, yeah. it's just that one scene off the top of my head. Just whew. and and I mean, you know, I've I've always said this. You know, you know, you can have a big flashy display or or whatever the case may be in your your home theater, but when your seats start to rumble. Um, that's when people like, that's what bass is. And, you know, it's funny because, um, I had a fellow over and he was talking about, you know, his subwoofers and things like that. And the, the best he's ever had was a 27 Hertz, uh, clipsh. So I played some test material on my dual SVSs and he was like, wow, I've never felt my eyeballs wiggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do what? like the jelly in the eyes. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let, let's make our way across the uh, line just like we did before. John, what are you thankful for experience wise? Yeah. So, you know, I saw this on the notes. I was trying to narrow this down from about six, <laughs> six or seven choices that, uh, there's, there was some really good stuff this year. But, mm. uh, for me, I think, um, I don't know if you're ready for this, DJ. It's gotta be it. Evil Dead Rice. Really? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, such a great disc. Um, I mean, it, it is awesome. Um, John Wick 4, also okay. fantastic disc this year. House now of that the he Dragon. is fully a live action cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the movie itself was a little over the, you know, I mean, they're all over the top, but I mean, I this one was say. really, <laughs> really, was really over, over the top. top. But I mean, as far yeah. as the, as far as the, the home theater experience, uh, it's I like how John Wick has disc. had the same sort of, uh, you know, uh, arc as the Fast and Furious movies where the first <laughs> yeah. one, they were like, we're going to use all practical effects. And the last one, they're like, we're He's going to space in number five. Cannon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Wick's going to time travel. John Wick's going to go to the multiverse. Maybe that'll yeah. be the little be next year. John Wick yeah. in the multiverse. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of recency bias because I just got Evil Dead Rise about mm. a week ago on disc and uh, I was blown away by it. So, I mean, it's very much in the forefront of my mind right now. So that that's definitely going to be it. All right. For me. Yeah. DJ, how about yourself? You've got you've got oodles and you just talked about it for like ages and ages and ages. But why not regale us with maybe one or two of your top picks? Oh, yeah, two. Yeah, it's definitely two. Um, okay. What is it? How do you say it? Barbenheimer? 
Okay. Definitely. Yes. I mean, that weekend, uh, just, just out of the, it's like, was that marketing? Like, did they do that on purpose? Was it a matter of circumstance? Like, you know, there were people saying, saying one of them ought to move before it, before it became a beneficial thing to both movies. Yeah. Right. But not only that, the movies themselves. And I know, um, we, we just talked about it. Well, now a few weeks ago, but, um, (laughs) Barbie is literally, it's a story about how everything is more than its stereotype. And the irony is how many people aren't seeing it because they think they know what the movie's about. (laughs) So it's like you have that play, but then you also have a little of that going on with Oppenheimer in the story. Like I've had many people come up, come up to me after Oppenheimer in the theater and going, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I I thought Mm -hmm. there'd be more explosions. I'm like, (laughs) Yeah. You, it's history. You, yeah, right. like there were only two of them. <laughs> it was like, well, there's three, a to be lot fair. of math that comes before. Right. The so <laughs> it, it's, it's, but then, but the actual, the actual main story of Oppenheimer, I thought both of these movies, the story part, and that's what I'm starting with here is the story part is, is what makes these movies amazing and and poignant at this time in the world. And what I loved about Oppenheimer is you have a lot of people walking around going, it's never been like this in the world for whatever reason. <laughs> but then you see Oppenheimer and the entire movie is telling you that this has all happened before <laughs> and it's all going to happen again because it all comes back around. It's like literally the open of the mo- opening of Oppenheimer is the ending of Oppenheimer and they show sure. you how it all came to like this is going to happen. And it is Christopher Nolan. He, he he must tell things out of chronological order, but yes. <laughs> no, 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 but it's it, it, but it actually wasn't. It's like that I don't want to spoil it for anybody cuz I know a mm. lot of people are waiting to see it at home and by the time this audio comes out we will have it at home. And I am going I'm expecting this to be my choice of the year because mm. I mean if if nothing else we know Nolan I mean he's never put out a crappy home theater experience. Yeah. So it um, is going to be 5.1 though, so I'm 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 keenly interested in that one particular scene to see how the center height speaker that was used in the IMAX mix how mm. that gets brought to the home theater that just on a purely technical level I'm very curious. Well, our rooms are goes. smaller, so I'm got to imagine you can mix that much like, you know, Tom loves his Phantom Center. Why can't we do that too? So it's, and we all use up mixing and stuff. So, um, but I've already seen Barbie at home and Mm -hmm. that is, I mean, it is a great home theater experience. It really is. Yeah. That's one that like you're happy to have the big screen and the good environment and the excellent sound. Yeah. It it, it is worth it. I would say the sound on that one, it's in the music. The, the bass notes in all the music is just, it's very, uh, tactile mm-hmm. for as much as, but appropriately so. It's not over the top, but it is very tactile and it's like more so than I've experienced in other movies this year. Um, Oppenheimer, uh, I'm expecting, um, not only the sound to be Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk type sound when it's appropriate, because most of it is a more documentary style movie. But like we did last year with everything everywhere all at once, and we have Mm -hmm. the variable aspect ratios, the world of the CinemaScope fans, my buddy Travis, is going to go bonkers. But I (laughs) love what they've done, what, what they, what, Nolan did with the variable aspect ratios, Mm -hmm. literally having Kodak invent new cameras for black and white IMAX. And when 
I can't wait to see this. And by the time you hear this, you'll probably have heard me talk about how great it is. Mm. But what I saw in the 70 millimeter cuts and get that at home where they as go as much of from, it as we're able to. It won't be the entire thing, but as much as we can. Right. But like what I'm talking about is like how pristine the picture was mm. when he went to this certain cut. And then there were other yeah. cuts in the movie. Like all of a sudden they go back to a regular. It's not an IMAX black and white scene, but there was like extra film grain, of course. Mm-hmm. But then there was also like it was a dirty piece of film. Like there was mm-hmm. dirt on the film. Like you'd see a piece of lint on like Robert Downey Jr.'s nose. Sure. Right? Now, did was that like for that documentary effect, but then when they went to the IMAX enhanced mm-hmm. version and it was pristine, is that part of the story to show you here's what we're trying? There's a reason we went clean and perfect. So there, there's a lot to this story, much like there's a lot. I mean, a lot to the story. There's a lot to how he told the story. It, to me, this is multiple viewings in your home theater yeah. to be able to pull all that out if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, it's worth um, a buy for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sight unseen. Barbenheimer. All right. <laughs> Why not? It was the most popular thing this summer. Lee, how about yourself? What's the experience that stands out for you this year? Oh, the 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 series for sure that stands out is Last of Us. Ah. Oh my gosh. That that captivated me like not much has in mm-hmm. recent years. I I had to watch it regularly and finish every single one. I just don't do that uh, much anymore. And that one got me and I don't even care for like zombies. That's not my thing, but that was such a well done show. The, the, the zombie action isn't the focus. It's the people and the experience and what they're going through and what it would be like. I don't know, man. I just loved it. I I just, everything about it. I think everybody was so good and uh, I can't wait to see more of that one. Uh, so yeah. uh, And, and the effects as a surround sound experience and as a 4k HDR experience, it was so well shot and everything. So I had to watch that at reasonable hours and not keep my wife. (laughs) Every episode had to be nice and loud reference volume and it was fantastic so Mm. uh, i can't recommend that enough and then also on the other end of the scale i'm also very thankful for uh uh, certain youtubers Mm -hmm. and youtube channels i I have become a huge fan of uh watching certain content on youtube i'm so tickled that no matter how detailed or specific your interests are somebody's (laughs) doing a whole channel on it whatever it is and if you're careful with how you interact with the algorithm it'll introduce you to the right stuff mm-hmm. and you will find ever more involved in fact it's gotten to the point where i found youtubers doing uh stuff about like old electronics and electronics sure uh, electric cars uh space stuff you know uh, uh tom mentioned the james webb space telescope so I-, I have to be careful because uh youtube has guided me to people who are doing like hour and a half long videos and you can't watch so many of those right oh no our podcasts, how could we ever watch something an hour how and a half long? But imagine if there were a bunch of these <laughs> and they were all, all this good, right? So, uh, yeah. Let's all realize I, that Lee discovered boom boxes and yeah, YouTube this and YouTube. year. In yeah. case anybody's wondering yep. what Lee did this year, boom yep. boxes and YouTube. Yeah. That's you, right. you asked what I was well, thinking. Welcome to 2001. I'm going to tell you. That's well, limited content in the bathroom, Tom. I guess so. <laughs> it's so much fun in the bathroom. <laughs> Wait till we get to the last one and it's on the 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 toilet behind you. But here we go. One more content thing I'm thankful for is Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. 
Okay. And it's not because I'm a huge pro football fan. I watch some. Uh, as Tom will know, much to his chagrin on Facebook, I'm a huge Alabama college football fan. I noticed. I yeah. you. Have you noticed? I might mention no. the games here and there. And uh, the, the reason I'm so thankful for that is because they are, honest to God, setting the standard for the picture and sound quality of how mm. football games should look. Mm-hmm. And I get so sick of the college games look terrible, if I'm being honest. Like the, uh, you most should of stop them, watching them for sure. Definitely can. And protest. <laughs> but like ESPN's in 720p. And by the time you take out all their uh, bottom graphics for all the gamblers looking at all the scores, across the nation and then the score of your game and then other little things there's barely it's like standard death and the bit rate is always terrible the compression is always terrible mm-hmm. on football games uh cbs i don't know if this is true across the country but cbs here is awful looking like football games do not look as good as the experimental stage of hd looked a dozen years ago right it, it has gotten worse and so to see like I, I think uh, the Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football is in HDR, right? Uh, it looks so good. It's that mm. high bit rate without all the comp- – the movement's so good. That's so important in a sporting event. So I'm thankful for that, and I want all the other networks, especially yeah. ESPN, to start doing that. Or it would be nice if, as an NFL fan, you didn't need a spreadsheet to figure out which game is on which service and <laughs> right. which availability. If there was just one place you could go for all the games, that would be kind of nice. But right. you know, That must be awful. Small. At least for Alabama you know football, you know it's going to be ESPN or uh, CBS. <laughs> one of They're doing the same thing in the NHL, too. You know that, Rob. They're all doing that. I'm like, where? Oh, man. I want more sports in uh, HDR uh, uh, and and surround sound like that. So good. Yeah, for Mm. sure. So, uh, Tom, yeah, what are you uh, thankful for uh, experience-wise this year? Well, I mean, I'd like to get my home theater back. Let's start there. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of headphone and uh, Bluetooth uh, I mean, I tell you what, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, thankful for a low latency mode on Bluetooth because it's been a <laughs> real boon. So that lip sync kind of comes back together on some of these things that I'm watching. But, uh, you know, recently there was the writer strike, which everybody yes. knows about. And, uh, what came out of that for me was there was clearly a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that none of us really knew about. And also, uh, you know, with uh, the Marvel shows and some of the Star Wars shows, uh, we there weren't really showrunners, right? You weren't seeing like they were just kind of seat of their pants doing it, and you know they had kind of ideas, and it kind of explained why there were like weird episodes that where nothing seemed to be connected to anything else, and you Are know, you talking about Brightside Home Theater, yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> perfect, perfect example. <laughs> so uh, I am, you know, there, you know, the 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 writer strike and the actor strike has slowed down content creation right now, which has given everybody kind of a breath. Uh, and I'm kind of thankful for that. I'm looking forward <laughs> to. I'm looking it's forward the to because I, I have gone through and rewatched both of the Marvel and mo- and many of the Star Wars series. That came out like, you know, during COVID basically. And, you know, they're not bad. For the most part, I think they're pretty good. But, you know, the clear winner of all of them is Andor on the Star Wars side mm-hmm. and, uh, WandaVision on the Star, on the, on the Marvel side. 
and the rest of the series are good, but they don't have that co- that that vision, that coherency that mm. that I think those shows really did. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Like when they started announcing all these different shows, hey, this character seems to be pretty popular. We're gonna give him a show. I'm like, <laughs> yep. Let's. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. You know, I, I honestly, as a longtime comic book fan. I don't think I could have told you that the Guardians of the Galaxy existed, much less who any of them were, because I, I wasn't – I just never heard of that comic. That The comic never crossed uh, my radar when I was a kid and, and a young adult. But uh, I certainly was happy that somebody did something with it, and they loved it enough to do something great with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you could do that with any Marvel property or any Star Wars property. I certainly when – they, when they talked about Andor, I was like – that guy, I didn't even like that guy that much in that movie. Like, why am I watching this? But it was great. And it was much better than I expected because somebody cared. So mm. coming up, what I'm looking forward to after I get my theater back is hopefully content that is just better. Just, you know, mm. really, really, uh, written and directed by people and created by people who care. Because when you do that, even if it's not the best it could possibly be, it's usually at least you can sense that there's 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 something there. Mm-hmm. There's some some real care, some real love, some mm-hmm. some real respect for the characters and for the world that's going on. And uh, and I'm really looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be honest. I, I know you. you, Tom, have been waiting, holding off on watching the second season of Loki until you have your theater back. Yes. And I am in full agreement with you doing that. I, from what you've just said, I predict you are going to very much enjoy uh, the second season of Loki, uh, assuming they stick the landing on the last episode, which hasn't aired at the time that we're recording. <laughs> this recording. It's, it's, it might, it might all uh, leave a bad taste in the mouth if the last episode is really, really poor. But the, Music has always been a standout in Loki, and that is well worth hearing in a really nicely tuned home theater. And yeah. the the editing this season has been like amazing. It is so beautiful the way that they've ed- like these tracking movement shots that blend right into the next scene, like. I don't know if that was pure planning or if it was just a magical editor who found exactly the right frame to make that transition. But there I mean, is some really standout stuff there. You can look back at the Marvel shows that were on Netflix and, you know, good or bad, you know, how you felt about them. You know, the first season of, of Daredevil, I really feel like you could sense that everybody that was in on that show in that show was really trying to make a great show. Yeah. They didn't have much money. <laughs> they were like, okay, we've got no <laughs> money. We've got no money for episodes two through six. So, you know, we're going to have to like stretch this out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want to feel that with yeah. more of these shows and, and cause I think like Star Wars and Mar, you know, Marvel to, to a lesser extent, but Star Wars in particular, you know, there's a just, just, there's just so many fans. There's just so many people who love it. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people who are going to complain about it. There's a lot of people who are going to, you know, criticize and, 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 uh, consternate over every single decision that's made. But in the end, if you make something good or something that yep. is, that it is, wins out. uh, yeah, that, that will overcome all of that. So I'm just I mean, waiting I, for Ezra, a Star Wars story. 
Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ezra, episode one, shoot him into the sun. Episode two, let's talk about a different character. So. I, I think you might not dislike the live action version of him quite as much as the animated that's, that's version. That's fine. I the so. animated version was was very annoying. But Actually, I, I agree with you, Rob. I think... I think you're going to enjoy his live action form. He, well, there was, a, he, there was just a whole lot less of him. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but the actor was I didn't really want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wrap up this uh, section of the uh, podcast here with my picks for the experience. Now, uh, this is a movie that came out in 2022, but it was new to me. I didn't watch it until this year and I had to remark on it, which is Pearl, which I know is not going to be like, Oh, blockbuster expected one. It's, you know, a horror film or ostensibly a horror film. Um, but I was absolutely blown away by this movie. It's the favorite thing I've watched this year. And look, I adored Barbie this year and I really appreciated Oppenheimer and there's multiple series that I really enjoyed, but Pearl just, surprised me in how much I loved it. And it's not some kind of home theater bravado like experience that way. Honestly, the thing that everybody is going to pick up on is one exceedingly long monologue where they just locked the camera. There is zero movement. There are zero other sounds. There is no one else on screen. It's just Mia Goth acting her butt off <laughs> and it is utterly remarkable and uh and so i i i can't praise that movie enough uh I loved it thoroughly uh but i did want to mention uh a series that i really did enjoy silo on apple tv plus mm-hmm. uh if you're going to sign up for apple tv plus for you know just a month and make your way through a couple of the shows there that you can binge through uh silo is definitely one i have always liked that you know sort of mysterious sci-fi bent type of show Mm -hmm. uh, with really good performances and tight writing where they knew where they were going with the show. It's based on a book. They didn't meander too, too, too far from the uh, source content and uh, just, yeah, stand out from top to bottom. Loved that series. And since I'm wrapping up this section and no one else actually mentioned it, the, the namesake of uh, this episode here, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. What a beautiful movie. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I'm that's so another bad. one. Tom's another waiting one for so I was, many things. I, this theater has been down for so long. I'm so. <laughs> I was like, in March. You haven't seen this. Why haven't you seen this? Yeah, wasn't well, I mean, I can, like I can early. watch yeah. that that Gwen Stacy intro to that movie. I I can just watch that oh. on repeat over and over and over and over again. It is, it it's everything. It's the sound. It's the beauty of the art it's the voice performance it's the emotion it's i could just watch that i can watch the whole movie and over and over but if i don't have time for that i can just watch that intro on repeat it's it's one of the most gorgeous things i've seen so high 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 hopes for those drums kick too oh fantastic like yeah that's a great opening sequence well this podcast is running way longer than we expected but Coming from AV Rant, we always answer a question. We've got a question for the group. We each need to weigh in on this. And uh, so, yeah, basically, uh, just pose to us, what do each of us want to see come to for our, uh, come to fruition in our own home theaters next year in 2024? It, you know, a personal goal, a piece of content that you're really looking forward to, a piece of gear you're eyeing to purchase. What are we looking forward to? What are we hoping we're going to be able to say uh, in next year's thankful podcast that we're thankful for, but it's a prediction for next year? And why don't we just stick with the same order? Because uh, that way everybody gets to sort of have their time in the spotlight uh, in, in a in a more even fashion. So, Andrew, coming to you first, what do you say? Well, I've been I've been a listener um, of AV Rant for quite some time, and I've methodically 
uh, gone through year by year and replaced certain things um, as I, you know, as, as I could afford to. And, you know, I'm, I'm finally, I'm, you know, at the point now where I have, you know, all of the gear that I want um, <laughs> and I've got my room treatments and things like that. So now I'm building up some, just what the room looks like. And mm-hmm. I've recently gone on a huge uh, quest to get all these helmets. So I am, I am Ezra in real life and I have an entire <laughs> wall of black right. series helmets behind. And I, I said, a picture does. to Tom, I, disturbing. yeah, yeah. Uh, cause I have adult money and uh, a wife that's very, yeah, I have, a, I have adult money and a wife that's very patient. Um, so I have all these black series helmets. So what I want to do is I want to build uh death star panels that look, mm-hmm. that are basically full uh, floor to ceiling, um, acoustic panels, but have the Death uh-huh. Star cutouts. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to build that behind it. So it will look incredibly cool because I'll do lights and whatnot to make it, you know, to make it interesting. But it will also have some some actual functional so- uh, stuff in my home theater. Um, and the other thing uh, that I want to do is, and I probably won't because Tom knows how lazy I get. Um, <laughs> well, when I, when I, I first started... I don't think started, you're the though, lazy one, man, oh man. No, uh, the the no, amount of content well, you put out there Andrew, on Andrew Gadgets, I do not think well, you're the no, lazy one. What I'll say is is when I first started this, I was the person that would, would bust out the microphone and run Odyssey every time I moved a chair. I'd be like, I moved a chair, ah. let's run Odyssey. Um, and now I'm to the point where, you know, Tom, Tom is pretty much beaten the 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 sense into me to say you know are you really gonna you know are you gonna go run direct because you moved a chair or whatever the case may be so i say i want to i want to try roomy q wizard but it just seems like a lot of work to do <laughs> and i probably I won't do a, a lot with it on people yes but i, I, well, I, you know, I, I can assure like, you there's some there's some tedium involved for sure <laughs> and, and yeah. that's my problem is is i you know this is and i say this in a lot of my articles this is my hobby not my obsession and I, mm. I thought about getting, um, you know, Roomy Q Wizard and I thought about getting a mini DSP. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, my room's pretty damn good the way it is. It sounds awesome. And mm. am I really gonna, am I really gonna eke out that much more to spend what would essentially be weekends? And, mm. you know, mm. like you said, agonizing about swiggles that don't mean anything. That's, that's <laughs> my problem is I don't want to agonize about swiggles. So I think. You know, I I have a goal to to bust out Roomy Q Wizard. I don't think I will, um, <laughs> and I I do think I will build the Death Star panels because I'm a nerd at heart and I love Star Wars. So that's something I can actually see myself doing. And then Tom shaking his head, you know, going, "You're an idiot." <laughs> no, I think that's what, I think I like the Death Star thing for sure. Yes, yeah. and for people that which is pretty much everybody I know, Andrew haven't hasn't seen Andrew's stuff, and like Tom said, he's got those. It's, it's not disturbing to me, but Andrew's very gifted in, in what he does. It's, he's very detailed artist for what he's doing. So when, when these death star, death star panels are done, it's, I mean, it's going Look for to the be article something. Navy gadgets because he's going to write it up. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's like he's, <laughs> I've seen his work on stuff like this and it's, it's amazing. And, and it's fun to do it in your own theater too. Right. Andrew, you like, you look back and go, ah, that's that. Yeah, there we go. At least somebody appreciates it. Me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, John, what's the plan for your theater coming up? Yeah, this would be pretty, pretty quick. Um, I've been looking to add Illumigen into my system for oh, wow. about a year. Uh, haven't been able to make it happen yet. So 
I'm hoping to be able to make that happen <laughs> next year. Not sure uh, that we'll be talking about it next year at this time or not. But um, if not, it's it'll be my goal for one kidney. 2025. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I have one kidney left. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. I'm, uh, you know, I, I've, I'd love to add one in and um, I, hopefully I can make that happen. So if nothing else, yeah, it'll give you um, – too many options to tinker with, but there you go. It is the hobby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, it is. It, it, it can, yeah, but it can also simplify everything too, so that you don't right. tinker mm. with anything, right? So right. now you get everybody. Like, don't listen to the Lumigen drug dealer over here. <laughs> oh no, right? No, no, no. Just, I, <laughs> nope. If you listen to my show, Tom, I tell you, if you don't see a problem, don't, don't get my one. show. He, I he's to your he's show. actually I know. been. <laughs> more pushing me not to do it than, than to do it to be fair yeah. so um yeah. it's my yeah. stubbornness that wants to do it <laughs> oh well. yeah i'm like oh like, yeah. okay when well, it's a thing you just want to do none of us yeah i don't even to. know how much yeah. of a how much i'll see but it's just yeah. something i want to do so it'll it'll be just enough that you're like well gotta save up a it, right. couple it ten thousand dollars more and get a mad vr and compare exactly that'll be, oh, that'll be what happens to john <laughs> <laughs> dj how about yourself what's coming up well for people that don't know i'm building a new house uh right. so which means i'm getting a new theater uh and uh everything's new in the theater Everything. Leaving mm-hmm. the old theater to my son, uh, all new, which comes with it more FOMO than I ever thought I could have. And I haven't <laughs> wow. even started doing anything yet. And I talk about that all the time. I'm like, I'm worried about stuff I can't even make a purchase for months from mm-hmm. now. Um, but anyways, what I'm most looking forward to and want to see to come to fruition, which it will, and I was just talking to him the other day, uh, taking my dad to the movies again. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, that's how I started doing all this. He mm-hmm. took me to see Star Wars and next thing you know, in the eighties, you're all like, Hey, you know, like, Oh, I, I got to recreate this. So we were just tie him and I were just talking the other day and he's like, he, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but he just saw the three John Wick movies. So he thought he'd call okay. me and he's like, <laughs> I just saw those three John Wick movies. I was like, Oh my God, where you been? But he's like, they were amazing. And it's like, so. Uh, you know, but he's, he didn't really see a lot of movies. He doesn't really take in a lot of movies, but when he does take in something he likes, like the last boy scout, he loved that mm-hmm. movie. And he, that was one he called me about. Um, we actually went to the movies together to see grand Torino. We That's saw the Clint okay. yeah. yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that. And then of course, star Wars and the other one he took me to when I was a kid was first blood, uh, Rambo first blood part two. And, to have my theater and just be like, dad, come on down the stairs. Cause he's going yeah. to have his ha- side of the house and, and to be able to do all of these, like I'm saving, I bought equalizer three and I told him this the other day, <laughs> I go, I already have equalizer three and I'm waiting to see it with you. Ah. And he goes, it's not out yet. I was like, dad, you have no idea about our systems. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I got it. And he, but he's just, I, I can't wait for him to come down those stairs and just be able to, like I said, take my dad to the movies again. Liam Neeson movies. Jeez. He just ah. can't wait. He loves all of these like action, fun, sarcastic people or mm-hmm. like, you know, he just loves that stuff. And to be able to do that with my dad. 
That's ah, what I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So I've got my yeah. got my oh, fingers crossed for you, man. <laughs> oh, I know, I know it's coming. <laughs> well, Lee, let's come to you. What is uh, what's what's on the horizon for your theater coming up? Oh, I doubt we will add any new hardware. But if you mm-hmm. remember a few minutes ago, I was talking about how I made the mistake of looking at the prices of seventy-seven yep. inch OLEDs <laughs> and found out they were not that expensive. And I've been thinking for a little while. It's like, oh, my speaker are awful old and you know the, the, oh those my Yamahas goodness could they, yeah <laughs> yeah the, the Yamahas Yamaha year 2000 yes I, and you can see Jesus. tom already rolling his eyes uh, about like 20 something year old yamahas but you know they're pretty will, darn good i will yeah. buy those from you just so i could burn them in my backyard <laughs> just so i could set them on fire and, and don't think send i have a video looked. to you on loop Every video, every YouTube channel you go to will start with an ad for me targeted specifically (laughs) just to you. (laughs) You're going to become part of the algorithm and guide me to better speakers. Well, you know, it was Tom's home theater that gave me the first spark of thinking about different speakers, but it's been a few years. That first time we visited Tom and we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think. Yeah. And uh, I just remember thinking, huh. I'm understanding vocals more mm-hmm. than I normally do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, huh. The audiophile of the group over here. Right. I wonder if maybe <laughs> it's the speaker. So I've been thinking about that. I wonder if maybe, <laughs> if maybe it's the speakers the man said. I like to say whatever gets Tom the most riled up. Yeah, duh, obviously it's the speakers. So, But, you know, you have to hit that point where like, okay, I'm if I'm going to do this, it's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to half-ass it. It's got to be like some quality speakers. And that's a chunk of change and it takes me a lot of time to spend a chunk of change and so you know it's going to take a minute to think about and also uh i'd like to find a better way and this is probably something i can talk to rob about later to play the video and audio that we have on our home computer network Mm -hmm. on the tv more Mm -hmm. easily because all i really have right now is i just plug my notebook in and whatever my notebook can do. But I want something like, I need like Plex. a little teensy computer. Yeah. <laughs> I need Are we coming full circle on this podcast? Because we're yeah, right yep. back to NVIDIA Shields again. Yeah. Why don't you yeah, talk yeah. to Andrew about hey, it? Hey, Andrew, yeah. guess who's getting an NVIDIA Shield? <laughs> maybe, I, maybe that's what I needed because that would be so. nice. You know, because I was talking to DJ on his epic podcast uh, recently about uh, home videos. Mm-hmm. Not just old home videos that I've digitized from videotapes, but like things I make on my phone. And there's just not a nice, easy way to get them on the good TV. I mean, you can, but it's some trouble, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I need something that can integrate all that, the old videos, mm-hmm. the recent videos, uh, mm-hmm. things I might download, um, all that. And so, yeah, some sort of Plex situation, yeah, some sort go. of NVIDIA Shield. <laughs> But, it, you know, it, you get stuck in your ways, and I got my little notebook, uh, and I plugged the notebook the in. The man just works. discovered YouTube this year, so, you know, it's <laughs> right. going to take him I'm a little out. while to catch up to this. Dude. It's going to take me a while. I'm excited about my jam box on the toilet. So what can you, you say? You could download them all to YouTube and then just watch your own YouTube channel. <laughs> ah, right. But that's a that's lot of effort. It really is. I've done a little bit of that. It's a lot of effort. But and also uh, just content wise, I can't wait for more Last of Us and uh, for All Mankind. So that'll I mean, get me back on Apple TV. Don't hold your breath uh, breath on uh, Last of Us in 2024 because uh, it certainly yeah. does not seem like that's going to be able to make it the next yeah. year. I think for All Mankind is Friday. So. Is okay. it Friday? Oh, yeah. I might have to 
get Apple TV pickle. Well, and I suppose the other was, thing I'd like to do in 2024 is uh, stop paying for so many streaming services. Right. Yeah. It's creeped up on us and we have like five or six and I'm like, yep. okay, I can't watch that much content. Not when I'm watching my <laughs> YouTubers for an hour every night. So something's got to give there and uh, right. I'll report back next year what we got rid of. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we know that Tom has one very, very obvious answer for hopes and plans yeah. coming up home theater <laughs> right. wise for 2024, but, 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 but perhaps what else? <laughs> A little more specific. Well, I'm actually really, uh, looking forward to reconfiguring the theater slightly. I mean, the, mm -hmm. obviously the, the couch has to stay in the same location. The, the, the screen has to stay in the same location because I'm not moving all the speakers that are, have in wall wires run and everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife already, she, likes she more likes orientation it's in right now except that it's not practical mm. so um it's a, it and that is with the long way being the width instead of the the depth mm. so um i'm like no we just can't nah. do that <laughs> we can't do that but uh i am going to be like moving around the panels and reconfiguring some of that and uh i'm very much hoping and I know it's not going to come to fruition that my wire management will be better this time around. Ah. <laughs> it usually is such a horrendous mess back there. And I'm hoping to, I'm going to be a little bit more uh, sane about where I put my racks. I had it kind of tucked up into a corner and it made it impossible to add things or to get behind the, uh, the, the receiver at all. Uh, but one of the big things is I've talked to my wife about it enough times now that she's starting to, understand that this is the last bulb I'm buying for this projector. Mm -hmm. This will be the last one. So when this bulb and she's like, well, how much time we have left? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, probably two years. years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I bought one a year ago or more. It might mm -hmm. even be more than that. Um, was the last bulb I bought. So we've got some time left on this bulb, but not like a ton. But going back to what Rob was thankful for, these big screens are just so attractive. <laughs> you know, just so attractive as far as their, their size now, or it's finally getting to the point. Cause right now on my, my, uh, on, you know, on the wall, like flush to the wall, it's 92 inch screen. Right. Uh, and it's plenty big enough. So it really, you know, 77, 82 off the wall on a piece of furniture out a little bit into the room. Yeah, like that's an 83, a, that's 85 same, that's a foot or two closer to you is yeah, not pretty it's a similar field, field of view. view. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's super attractive and, mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. And that, will it happen this year? Might, maybe it mm -hmm. might, you know, um, you know, I'm certainly going to float the idea as we are <laughs> doing this renovation and getting everything set up. And I'm like, you know, it'd be nice since we got everything all tore up. Why don't we go ahead and put the flat screen in here? But uh, <laughs> giant OLED, do it. <laughs> well, I, that's what it would be. Take but the money uh, save on HDMI cables. Yeah, well, I've got an HDMI. I've got the HDMI cables. I just need the TV. Believe yeah. me, the, 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 the cables are not the issue. Well, I know, but, I know uh, that Tom yeah. is following his own advice because when, when there was some like very shockingly affordable, uh, good 85 inch LCDs and I kept bugging him by a text. So I'm like, here you go. Here's another one. He's like, no, it's, it's good. He's like, he's not going to go to the three quarter measure. It's like, I yes. know it's going to yeah. be an OLED if Tom gets a flat panel. That's, that's, that's the only option. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do anything else. And I already, I receded this whole idea with her. So she, mm. she knows it's coming, but I also, she's like, well, how much would that cost? I'm like five grand. 
And at the time, five grand for mm. an OLED that was like a 70 inch OLED was about or 72 or whatever mm. it was, uh, was about right. And, you know, I knew we were still a year off. I'm like, ah, the prices will come down, you know? Yep. So I, I, you know, now I've got that, that kind of budget in her mind to mm. play with. And, uh, I mean, not if you know, it's, I think it's a reasonable budget. <laughs> Well, yeah, I ain't worried about no 8K. Yeah, I don't. Well, think, one of the I very first articles I wrote on AV gadgets is 8K displays are stupid. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yup. That's well, going to be wrap, get one. To wrap it up for me, speaking of OLEDs, uh, so back when I had my flood, uh, which is quite a while back at this point, but the, the OLED that I had, uh, which was, uh, you know, just a 65 inch OLED there, but it got damaged in that. That is, that is the, the television that I lost, uh, going through that. Um, so got the insurance, you know, replacement money in that and didn't, actually get a replacement OLED because I was waiting to see what the advances were going to be and I wanted to go up in size. So I fully intend to have a uh, micro lens array based OLED, but since I've waited this long, now I'm kind of just waiting to see, okay, like if MLA comes to the C4 series and and that'll get announced at CES if it's going to happen. So that's close enough right. at this point that I'm like, okay, because the G3 series, still a little pricey at the 77 inch size, particularly in Canada. Uh, and that price has definitely come down throughout the year and Black Friday sales and all that. It's going to come down further. I might end up pouncing on a G3. It's not out of the question, but given how close CS is going to be, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's see where those 77 inch micro lens array OLEDs end up price wise. So, uh, that is the intention to have one of those. Uh, then just like Lee talked about, you know, this ever increasing price creep that's going on with all of the various streaming services. Yeah. I have definitely on my Plex server and uh, I, I had a, a Zipidi Mini, like the least expensive Zipidi system that there was. I had that because, I mean, Tom's going to get a fantastic time to roll his eyes here, but it's because that was the way to be able to play 3D discs without having to go through a whole rigmarole to make it something that was compatible to play through a Plex system. It was very easy to play 3D disc backups on a Zipidi system, and the Zipidi Mini was was really affordable, a kind of a impulse purchase on that one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a little birdie tells me that I should probably be getting a Zidu for Christmas this year. Uh, so that'll be the replacement to give me a way to keep playing all that. But I've basically let my at home backup hard drive system kind of laps. I haven't been keeping up with that too much because I really so, have been just sort of relying on the convenience of streaming, but the, the whole price increase and getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to pick, you know, uh, a couple of ones that I keep for the whole year. And then the other ones are going to be on a rotating basis where I'm canceling one a month and bringing in a different one. I, you know, I've kind of gotten to that point. I'm like, okay, I should put a little effort back into my, uh, my, uh, my own media server type of system that would probably be worth my while at this point. So that's mm. the plan for, uh, the coming year as far mm. as I'm concerned. I am, uh, looking forward to, uh, Monarch, which is coming out this year. Uh, you know, the whole Godzilla universe. I, I think that could be fun. I'm looking forward to that one as far as content goes. I, I hope it's a nice home theater demo. So uh, there we go. Yeah, look, look at us. We got over an hour and a half, or I don't know if they're recording. We talked a little while before we started recording this, but it's mm. uh, it's been a while on this call, and I think we have definitely uh, done our due diligence in terms of our annual crossover thankful event this year. So uh, big, big thank you, Andrew, John, DJ, Lee, and Tom. Thank you all for coming in and joining us and, and getting together this year. It's always a, a blast. Hope our listeners enjoy it across uh, not just 
our two podcasts. Why can't it be everybody out there who hasn't even found us before? Everything. Come, come on in. Yes, everything across all multiverses. Absolutely. Uh, DJ, any last words you wanted to, uh, to say here to, uh, wrap it all up? No. <laughs> Dead silence all of a sudden. What happened? Perfect. We you asked you him out. a Star Wars question. Is that what you did? That's like, asked him a Star Wars man on the street. Oh, yeah, what, what do you think about right now? Uh, nothing. Uh, all right. no, nothing. No, I, I thought we were going out. I was like, what do you want me to say? Because Rob, you get me going. We'll be here another hour and a half. We are not going to do that, so we're going to chop it off right there. We're going to be thankful that I did so. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Andrew, why don't you uh, start us off with our sign-offs? Now go push play. Go out and listen to Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production. With theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.